Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Y'all, today is a very special day because not only is it the first Monday in September, which is basically fall, it is the first birthday of the Do Good Radio Hour. Woohoo! <laughs> we have been together a full 52 weeks. And the appreciation we have for our guests and our listeners and our supporters is honestly immeasurable. I mean, to think back to that very first episode with Martina and Marcella Sparksdale to now, I think we've really gotten the hang of this. And I'm so thankful that I get to be here every week talking to amazing people and sharing their stories with all of you. So... Thank you, and happy birthday to you and this show. I hope you find a way to celebrate today because we deserve that. So happy birthday. Thank you for everything. (laughs) Today's guest is changing the way we celebrate and give back to our community. She is the creative event chair behind Sneakerball Lux, a KOTD affair, and the founder of Sneakers with Everything Project, also known as Sweppy. She is a force to be reckoned with, and her style is impeccable. I mean, it is breathtaking. Here is Nietzsche Oleka. are so good. Thank you. Oh, delicious. Delicious. <laughs> okay, so I also didn't know that Kia yes. is like a part of your team. Well, she was. She was. I yes. don't know what her <laughs> deal is now, but she was at one point. Is she here? I didn't see her this oh, morning. Okay, okay, yeah. Okay. Well, but yeah. I love her. Yes. Yes. She was very, very instrumental in how I started. Yes. I, she, she did a lot to get me started with... Um, the sneaker ball. Yeah. So she is amazing. We'll have to save that for the <laughs> recording. Now, you do not have to wear these headphones if you don't want to. Okay. I'm going to wear them just so I can make sure that I can hear both of us. Well, I want the whole effect. Yes, here. please. <laughs> please, please. And then you can move this as much as you want. Okay. We usually say like four fingers in front of the mic, but you, I mean, it doesn't have to be that okay. precise. I had to put notes down so that. You know, some people are really about notes. Some people don't like them at all. And I'm like, it doesn't have to be, you know. 
I just wanted to make sure that I said everything correct. Yes. Because I'll get up here and be like, a little bit. Oh, I panic. Yep. Speaking of saying things correctly, your name is pronounced Nietzsche Aleka. Correct. Okay. You did well. Yeah. You did well. I, I watched a lot of interviews with you. Did you? <laughs> yes. I got online and I was like, I've got to, I've got to learn. <laughs> Let me tell you, you saying that makes me feel like, oh my God, there's interviews like that about me. Oh, yes. <laughs> you are like a real thing. Really? Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you know here. that. It is a real thing here in Lux. That is wild. I'm very happy about it. Good. You should be. <laughs> now, I want to hear... Your story, not even sweepy, not even the sneaker ball. I want to learn how you got where you are now. What is the story? Now, you know, that's a very loaded question. For sure. Because when you say, how'd you get where you are now? Are you saying me as a person? Are you saying me in my, you know, nonprofit bag? Or are you talking about just Okay. Me? You. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you as a person. Okay. Um, let's see. How'd I get to be me and all this greatness? Mm. I don't even know where to start with that. It's <laughs> a loaded question. I mean, uh, as you may not know, but I am Nigerian. Both of my parents are Nigerian. Mm-hmm. But I was born here in the States, in Illinois, back in 81. And I'm not one who's like, oh, my age, my age. Yes, <laughs> 81. 1981. Correct. Last of a dying breed. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so I was born here in the States. Both of my parents are Nigerian. Um, <laughs> grew up in a very loving home, Mm -hmm. have a brother and a sister. Now I have two nieces, Mm. Um, Baby and Melody. Shout out to them. But um, also we moved around a lot. Was born in Illinois, moved to Michigan, ended up in Kentucky, in Richmond, Frankfurt. Oh gosh, yeah. Yes, we've been around. Mm -hmm. So um, I grew up in Frankfurt mostly, went to K-State, shout out to Thoroughbreds. Left Frankfurt because I was like, this is too small for me. Mm -hmm. I do not want to be here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Left Frankfurt, went to North Carolina, Greensboro, North Carolina. Was there for a couple years. Decided I missed my family. Came back. That's how they get you. I'm trying to tell you. Mm -hmm. Moved back to Louisville. Was there for five years. Uh, Then my dad passed. And so I came back here to Frankfurt to be with my mom Mm -hmm. during all that. And then last year ended up moving here to Layston. And here I am. Oh my gosh. Yes. It's only been a year? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm a Kentucky th- native. So. I know. I'm like, how'd you start running things so fast? <laughs> you know, Courtney, you don't keep boosting me up like this girl. I uh, love it. <laughs> now tell me how you got started in the nonprofit world. Has that always been a thing for you? So I've always been a helper. My family has always been one that just reaches out and helps everybody. That even goes back to even before I was here. Mm-hmm. Like my grandparents and everything. My mom tells me stories growing up in Nigeria, how my grandmother would always keep the house open for people. Mm-hmm. She would feed everybody in the neighborhood, blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of always been engraved in me. Um, getting, I've always worked nonprofit jobs. So it's just always been around me. Um I'm a person of advocacy. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that, like, you know, I really pride myself on. Um, the nonprofit here with my own nonprofit came actually after the sneaker ball. Mm. 
So Sneakerball came first. Yes. Okay. Big plot twist. Uh-huh. Sneakerball came first. Um, Sneakerball came, yeah, came first. And then I was like, you know what? Me as a sneaker person, and I love sneakers, I want to do something for these kids here. Something that I wish somebody would have done for me mm. growing up. Mm-hmm. So... I was like, what about sneakers with everything? And really, actually, on my Facebook, <laughs> I made a post one day, like, I wish I could just wear sneakers with everything. And that's <laughs> kind of where the name came from. Because right. I've always been somebody who, like I said, has been into sneakers and wanted to have something where, like, you know, mm-hmm. the same as other kids uh, growing up now. Um, sneakers with everything came of my love for sneakers, sneaker ball, and wanting to give back to these kids. As a young one, my mom always told me, sneakers are for people who play sports. Right. So I was like, what? That can't be right. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, they're so beautiful. Like, mm-hmm. why Why would it just be for sports players? So I looked at that as like, I don't feel like that's fair. And I feel like a lot of these kids these days, sneakers are a form of self-expression. They kind of tell who you are as an individual because mm-hmm. you can really pick any kind of sneaker and be like oh that really fits me right I feel very confident in wearing that so I want other people to see my confidence basically is what they're saying so I wanted to have an organization that kind of played on that with you know what sneaker culture is and then giving something back to these kids when I was in high school there weren't a lot of like there weren't a lot of opportunities for me to be prepared for what came after high school. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to give something back to these kids and get them prepared for right. what comes next. Like, I wish I would have had somebody tell me a little bit more about money. Yes. I wish I would have had somebody talk more about, like, you know, um, your mental health and how that really catapults everything in your life. Yeah. Um, I wish that I would have had somebody who kind of was like, these life skills are very important for you to have going through college Mm -hmm. and then beyond. So that's what I decided I wanted to do. Now, how does the structure of Sweppy work? So you all are an organization that does what for the kids? Okay, so... (laughs) Coming up in 2024, mind you, Sweppy's very new. I mean, you've only been here a year. (laughs) Yes. That's 12 months. Yes. (laughs) So it's fairly, fairly new. Mm -hmm. Um, We just started this year actually trying to put all of our stuff together. Um, So for 2024, what we have planned um, is to do a Soul Mindset Initiative, which is our summer program that um, puts sneaker culture in a business simulation to help with teamwork, financial management, and confidence building skills. Mm. So that's one thing. Um, The next thing that we're looking to do is the first day fresh back to school shoe drive. (laughs) I love that. Yes. So it's, it's a way for us to provide new or very gently used fly sneakers to local kids um making sure that they start the school year with confidence and style like i said you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. when you have on a fresh pair of shoes on the first day of school it's a different type of feeling now i had terry <laughs> young in here and we were talking about sneaker ball and sweaty Absolutely love the terry. she is 
fantastic. <laughs> and I told her, I don't know anything. I don't know if you can tell by the everything about me. I know nothing about sneaker culture. Are you I, I've serious? got these, like, sad Nikes on. Courtney, I, I highly doubt that they're sad. They're kind of sad. <laughs> so can you tell me, can you give me just, like, a snapshot of what sneaker culture is and how that is playing into Sweppy? In your all's mission. Okay. Well, sneaker culture is a lot of things different to different people. But overall, it's really just like a... It's just like a community Mm -hmm. that loves and appreciates sneakers and the freedom of self-expression and identity that um, sneakers provide, really. Mm -hmm. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Um, You can see, like, other places they'll say, like, you know, it's just basically just a community like you'll see a lot of like people who are into sneakers and they'll be like exchanging um different reasons why they love different sneakers they like to show like well this this is a sneaker that you know i got during this time in my life or this is a sneaker that was inspired by so-and-so mm. and caused them to create this sneaker and i just that really resonated with me and i wanted to have it so Sneaker culture, I feel like, in a way, it's it's a way of life for people. Yeah. Um, it's very, very instrumental in connecting with people. Mm. So even, like, for, like, the youth here, like I said, youth are big on sneakers. It's really, like, mm-hmm. what showcases who they are. So if I have on a pair of sneakers and, you know, I'm around a bunch of kids and they're like, oh, uh, Miss Nisha, you got those on? That's a, that's a way to start a conversation with them. Um but, yeah, sneaker culture to me is just really just expressing yourself through sneakers. And why is it important, especially now, to have an organization like this in Lexington? Wow. There is a sneakerhead community in Lexington that a lot of people, I feel like, do not know is here. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important that when there's something that you're really passionate about, like for myself, I'm passionate about sneakers, you try to incorporate that into ways that you can reach other people. Mm. So, like I said, the kids, there's a lot of kids here who are big on sneakers. Um, I went to Bryan Station, what was that, last, I guess, last year before they were going to get out of school, um, just to tell about Sweppy and everything. And the kids come to the table, I'm like, well, I know that you like sneakers. And they're like, yeah, we really like sneakers. (laughs) Look at my my Jordans I have on now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like... They're really big on that. Yeah. So I think reaching them through sneakers will also, I guess, like kind of help figure out the things about them that may be very important to their community. Mm. And even when they leave high school, like what you take from what you learned with Sweppy out into the world. Like, I I feel like that's very important. You know, you want to be able to help the kids, mold them into being better people and giving back with mm. who they are and what they know. So, If you had to guess, how many pairs of sneakers do you own? <gasps> Courtney, <laughs> I really don't have that many. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I really don't. I'd probably say between right now, maybe 40 and 50. Okay. That's not, That's not a lot? No. No. <laughs> what is the, what is considered a lot? To me, uh huh, 
I'd say over 200. Dang. That's Are there lot. people you know that have 200? Yes. There's people I know that have close to 1,000. Now, do they keep them, do they wear them, or do they keep them in the box? So I'm a firm believer that you should wear your sneakers when you buy them. I think so, too. Some people do not. Mm-hmm. They will keep them for display purposes for themselves, mm-hmm. or like, I mean, you could even say like some of these like celebrity people. They'll just have like closets just full, you know, because they just want to have them on display. Right. And make a, a beautiful shoe closet, mm. which I'm not against, because <laughs> I would love to have a beautiful shoe what closet. What a dream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite pair? Oh, my goodness. Whew. I don't have a favorite, favorite pair. Um, or, like, most memorable. Is there one that you that have, started like, close? Yes. Yes. It was Air Max 96. It's so crazy that I tell you this because everybody's like, that was the shoe? Okay. That was the shoe. An Air Max 96. Okay. <laughs> and it was the Goldenrod mm. colorway. So you all can look that up. <laughs> oh, we will post a picture of it on the Instagram. Don't you worry. Now, tell me how all of this, I mean, I was going to ask how all of this kind of ended up at Sneaker Ball, but it sounds like Sneaker Ball was the catalyst for everything else. So Sneaker tell me what happened with Sneaker Ball, how you all got started, and how that transitioned into Sweppy. So Sneaker Ball was born out of the pandemic. Mm, like so many things. I know, right? <laughs> So you know how you just have that moment where you just, well, when you were in the pandemic and you were thinking, well, what's next? Mm-hmm. Like, what do I, what do I really want to do? I feel like the pandemic was a time for everybody to just kind of slow down and figure out what it is I'm, I'm going to be doing. Yeah. So like I said, I'm a sneaker lover and I was like, I would love for there to be something here in Lexington that was for people my age. Cause as I said, 81 baby. <laughs> people my age that was like a culturally diverse event that was just fun for people to just come to you know dress up in your black tie Mm -hmm. finery but then you know wear sneakers so my cousin has a friend who had attended one in I think it was New Orleans Mm -hmm. maybe Baton Rouge I don't know but I saw the pictures and I was like that is definitely me yep so I looked around, like I looked in Kentucky to see like if there was something like that. And I was like, there really isn't one. There's one that's in Louisville during Derby, but mm-hmm. I'm like that, you know, that's all the way in Louisville. I would love for something like that to be here. So at first I was like, I wish somebody would bring that here. Isn't that funny? Uh, isn't it? <laughs> and then I was like, maybe I should bring that here. And I've always been a person who's not, like, at the forefront. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm very behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, my God, me bringing that here? That's crazy. But I was like, I think I'm going to do it. So that's when I started reaching out to people and asking, what do you think about this idea? Do you think this is something that would work here? And I think I want to add on, you know, a community aspect of it. Like, I would love for it to feature people and a nonprofit that, is not well known. Mm. Like, I want those people who are actually doing stuff in the community, but people don't know they're doing stuff in the community. Right. To be show, you know, shown out to the um, city. So they were like, it's a great idea. And then people were like, we'll help you. And I'm like, okay. So I met up with a couple people, put a plan together, and voila. There it is. Yes. Now, what does KOTD stand for? Kicks of the day. <laughs> 
a KOTD affair. A kicks of the day affair. I love it. Yeah. You all had social influencers. There? We have community influencers. Community influencers. So the community influencer pack, um, which is so crazy that you're bringing them up because we just had a photo shoot for the ah. for this year yesterday. Do we get to know who they are? Natural. <laughs> That's so exciting. But it's coming yes. in September. Yes. You have to watch watch the socials. Yes. Keep an eye out. They'll be on there. But um, the Community Influencer Pack is, well, let me back up. So mm-hmm. a pack, in sneaker terms, is a curated group of shoes. So, like, you could have four in a pack. And right. it's like a, like a, not like a series, but, you know, it's like there's different types. So I said... I'd like to have a community influencer pack, which is a curated group of community influencers that are different, but they're all working in the capacity to help the community. Mm -hmm. So this year is actually a little bit different. We have six people instead of five. Mm -hmm. We usually do five. But basically these are, like I said, people that are doing different things in the community that are brought to the forefront. And I honor them at the Sneaker Ball with an award. Um, it's usually the community influencers from the year before who give them the Which award. is awesome. Yeah. I had Martina and Marcellus were my very first guests oh, on the show. Them. And then Divine <laughs> came on, and I was just enamored oh. by him. He makes me so nervous. <laughs> but it was I saw them, and I was like, that's yeah. my friends. Yeah. It was so fun. Now, what is your biggest hope for both Sneaker Ball and Sweppy? Like, what would be the the overall dream? Oh, goodness, that everybody just supports and comes. Mm -hmm. Support Sweppy, come to Sneaker Ball. Yeah. That's what I would really love. Um, And supporting Sweppy, just, you know, pushing it out there. Because I really feel like it's a big thing to help these kids before they go out to college. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of things that help um, underserved high school students of color especially here in Lexington. There's not a lot of programs that are unique like this yeah. um, or organizations that are unique like this. So I want this to be something that really helps um, our kids because, like I said, you know, when I was growing up, there was nothing. So it was really basically fend for yourself, which, right. I mean, I did all right. but <laughs> You're doing fine. Oh, well, you know, for Hello. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I would really like to give them, you know, a head start. Yeah. I'd like to give them a head start. Now, how can people get more involved with Sneakerball, be it like attending or volunteering yes. or giving money dollars? Like how can Absolutely. all of that happen? All of the above. Mm-hmm. So for Sneakerball, um, which is November 11th of this year, um, and it's at the Main on Main, which is mm. a beautiful space. Yes. But you can support um, by coming, buying your ticket. You can support by also making a donation. We have a silent auction, which is called my Instacop silent auction. Mm. Um, We'll have silent auction items that you can bid on. Um, And then also just come. Just come buy a ticket and come for Sneakerball. For Sweppy, support however. Just push out, share the socials on social media. Come to any event that Sweppy may be at. Um, tell your friends who have high school kids that um, are looking to be involved in something that's a little bit different than what's you know usually mm-hmm. out here, and a little innovative. And just tell them, uh, send their kids on to that. Um, anything that we do, and then also 
your dollars. You know, we welcome the dollars. Yes. <laughs> we always welcome the dollars. We always welcome the dollars. But yeah, just, you know, talk Sweppy up. Come come to our page. Come see what we're what we're about. Um, we do plan to have some things that, you know, tell a little bit more about our organization. Um, so come to those whenever you see those pop up. Just, yeah, support. What's the handle? For both of them? Yes. Okay. Well, for Sneakerball on Instagram, it is at A-K-O-T-D underscore Lex, L-E-X. And then um, it's just Sneakerball Lex on Facebook. Um, Sweppy is at Sneakers With Everything Project on Instagram. And then Sneakers With Everything Project, Inc., on Facebook. You can go to both of our websites. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Busy bees. It, um, the sneaker ball is www.akotdaffair.com and then Sweppy is www.sneakerswitheverythingproject.com. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Ah, well, thank I you. love it. Now, every episode, we like to do a thing that I call BGCF Fast Facts, where I ask you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to give me the first thing that pops up. Are you ready? Um, I'm ready. <laughs> what are you reading right now? Oh, that's a good one, because I'm in between books. Ooh. So I actually just ordered The Power of Moments. Okay. By Chip Heath and Dan Heath. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I ordered it based off the title. I'll be honest. <laughs> Don't know what it's about yet? No, I know that it has to do with the power of moments. Yeah. We love it. Yeah. What did you read just before that? Ooh, a lot of nonprofit books. Yeah. Like I said, you know, this is... Always learning. Yeah. Always growing. At all times. Yeah. That's what I was taught that way, and I'm always staying beside that. Yep. What are you watching right now? Ooh. Murderers in the Building. Everyone is watching Only Murders in the Building. I have never watched it. Are you serious? I'm so serious. I've got to get on it. Because it's really funny. I I like, like, corny funny. Uh-huh. So it has parts of that. So And Selena is also in her moment she right is. now. She is. She's, like, getting a little bit thicker. And I said, okay, I like that. So I'm going to have to jump on that She train. is. And even just even her acting in this show is different than what I've seen Yes. Her, it just so. feels like more her vibe. It, it is. And not very, like, Disney. It's not, It's definitely not Disney. Definitely not Disney. But I watched that, and then I'm also watching um, Survival of the Thickest, which is on Netflix. What is that? Uh, <laughs> I was just talking about Selena. <laughs> She's not in that one. Um, I don't remember what the main character's name is. But it's about this woman. She has this bad breakup, and she's kind of, like, trying to figure out herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a thick girl. Mm-hmm. You know? So I always support any anything thick-wise. Yep. So. <laughs> I love survival. It's um, good. I'm going to write really that down. Good. What are you listening to right now? Oh, goodness. Now, Courtney, I'm a music head, just <laughs> like a sneaker head. Uh-huh. So I, I listen to a little bit of everything. Um, oh, God. I just listened to Victoria Monet's new CD. I'm a very, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm a very big um, fan of Burner Boy too. So I listened to his new stuff, and then um, this one is gonna you're gonna be like really, but uh, Hozier. I'm not mad at that. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you that one song that he has, Swan Upon Leader, really. 
really got me. It's really good. It is. What? Speaking of delicious, what are you eating right now? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm actually starving at this very moment, <laughs> if we're going to be honest. But, <laughs> and I'm thinking about leaving here and finding some french fries because that's mm. really my favorite kind of food. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, side note, I also like putting avocado on everything. So Ooh. if you've never tried avocado with french fries, you should really do that. Never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. I bet it would be tasty. Mm-hmm. Now, do you season the avocado? Yes. What, what's so you kind of make it guacamole-ish. Okay. You kind of make it guacamole-ish, but not with, like, I'm not really big on, like, um, tomatoes. Okay. Yeah. You know, so I don't I don't put a lot of the tomato stuff in there, like how you would do with guacamole. Mm-hmm. But um, I do like, like, the spicy seasoning. Um, it's kind of like, a, I guess, like a loaded fry, I guess you yeah. could say. Because, like, I'll put, like, a, a little bit of sour cream, some cheese on there. Mm-hmm. But it's mostly, you know. Avocado, because avocado is amazing. Delicious. Mm. Mm. What are you most scared of? Oh, my God, Courtney. <laughs> Let's see. Are we talking about on earth <laughs> or in heaven? Oh, my. Uh, yeah. Can I have both of those answers? All right. On earth, tornadoes and bugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They are so vastly different. I love that. <laughs> yep. The biggest you can think of and then the smallest. Exactly. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. I don't fool with them, though. Um, in heaven, God, you know, I'm always fear of God over, over anything. So You have to. That's what he said. <laughs> I trust what he said. Exactly. <laughs> what are you most proud of? Oh, let's see. Sweppy. Mm. Sweppy. I'm really... I'm really proud of even just taking this direction that I am now taking in my life because, Mm -hmm. like I said, I've always been a behind-the-scenes type person. So I've always helped other people do things that they were just very passionate about Mm -hmm. because I was passionate about their passion and whatever it is that they wanted to do. So now it's like, you know, you're really doing something that is really you. Mm -hmm. So be proud of that. I want to go back to 1981 really quick. (laughs) You know, you kind of get, even now, I'm 29, Mm -hmm. and I'm having this weird existential crisis of, like, I'm about to turn 30. I kind of feel like I've done everything and not anything. Mm -hmm. And so getting older, I feel this, like, pressure to be more authentically myself and do things that scare me and take chances, and sometimes that's really hard. Mm -hmm. Sweppy has only been around for a year, so what did that take to be, like, now is is the time, not when I was in my 20s, but right now is the time to do that? That's a big question. That's a big question I'm so sorry. Because I'm saying my 20s, I was not thinking anything like this. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was. I was not thinking anything like this. Mm-hmm. So. Now. Goodness, it's a big question. Mm-hmm. I just feel like now, like I'm more in a space, where like I can, actually, dedicate myself to my purpose. Mm. There were a lot of times like. <laughs> Growing up, I really just played around. Right. I played around. You know, um, I'm not going to say I wasted time because I feel like everything always happens the way that it's supposed mm-hmm. to happen, however it's supposed to happen, when it's supposed to happen. Yep. 
But I feel like now, like, this is the time where I'm really like, this is what you're supposed to be stepping into your purpose, and you're ready to do that. Mm. So even, like, around your age, like, you know, I don't know if you've heard of that thing, like, the quarter-life crisis. Yes. Oh. Is that where we're at? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Well, and you will come through that. Uh-huh. But, you know, I had a quarter-life crisis where I was like, what What the world am I doing? Mm-hmm. Like, what am I doing with myself? Why am I just, you know, stuck? I feel like I'm stagnant. But really, when you're feeling like that, it's not really so much that you're just stuck or stagnant. You're just really kind of marinating for what's coming next. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My... I lost both of my parents very young. My dad was 40. My mom was 52. And so now I'm hitting the 30 mark and I'm like, dang, this might be my midlife crisis. I don't know. I don't know any old people. You don't know. So like, it's just, I just feel a lot of like heat. There's just a lot of heat around me and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Well, but then that's also the thing too. Like, don't, you know, because when you say like, you know, I feel like the pressure to be authentically me. Yes. Never feel pressure to be who you mm-hmm. are, you know. Who you are is who you are. I feel like the pressure that you may be feeling may be coming from what other people are expecting of you. Yes. Be. But that's not that's not you. Yeah. You know, you just be who you are. Yeah. Do what you're doing. You do very good at this. I'm Thank say you. that. Thank so. you. <laughs> I bet you didn't know this was about to be a therapy session for me. I did me. not, girl. But you, that's, that's one thing. It always happens. I actually me. see my therapist right after this, <laughs> so I'm going like, to write things down. Be like, Nietzsche told me. <laughs> Who do you look up to? Oh. I really look up to my family. Mm-hmm. My... My whole immediate family, I very much look up to them. Um, my dad, before he passed, was the dean was a dean at Kentucky State University. Mm. Did a lot, a lot of degrees. Has you know was doctor. My brother and sister are both doctors. My sister is a, um, an adolescent. Well, let me not say it wrong because she probably would let me have it. <laughs> but I'm probably gonna say it wrong. But it's around like adolescent gynecology. So we are proud of her regardless. Absolutely. <laughs> and then my brother um, has his doctorate in business. So you know they're very smart. My mama um, is uh, retired, but she has been director of nurse nursing. Um, she's worked in labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. my whole life so I'm just I really look up to them mm-hmm. you know they provide a lot of push behind me so yeah I look up to them yeah. oh and Oprah Oprah has amazing hair doesn't she amazing hair I saw I saw a picture of her just this morning and I remember like zooming in and being like Exactly. I feel like her hair has been beautiful for forever. Forever. Never seen it out of place. And everybody's like, that's the one thing from Oprah that you're like, yes. Yes. Because <laughs> that matters. It does. And she's done a great job. Exactly. <laughs> Ugh. What are you most looking forward to? Sneaker ball. Sneaker ball legs. Mm. Tell us when it's happening again. November 11th at 6 p.m. for VIPs. And we're having a dinner this year. Ooh. So. Main on Main. That's right. Main on you main. You get tickets where? Well, tickets go on sale tomorrow, matter of fact. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Well, tickets go on sale September 1st. That is tomorrow. That's tomorrow. Yeah. This episode will be out on Monday, but oh. you know they're already out. Go they're get your tickets. They're already out. Go get them. <laughs> um, you can get them on the website, which is 
www.akotdaffair.com mm. or come to the um, the sneakerball page on Inst- or I'm sorry on Facebook and get them there. Mm. Get your tickets. Yes, it's gonna be a very good time. So many beautiful people. Yes, between the twins <laughs> and Divine, it's gonna be a time. Yes. Why do you love our community? Oh my goodness. <sighs> Lexington is full of so many bright minds that I feel like are not seen. Mm. Like, there's a lot of, like, kids and even, like, parents or people who work with kids that are like, you know, this kid's doing this or this kid's doing this and this kid is thought up of this. And I'm looking like there's so much, like, just so much talent here and just innovative mm. just thinking I love that. I love somewhere that can, that really just has these untapped minds that can just think of all types of things and then also want to do things in the community. Yeah. So I really love the community for that. Mm. Why do you love yourself? Oh. Oh. Let's see. Let me tell you a thing. So my name, my whole first name mm-hmm. is Oninyechi, mm. which means the gift of God. So, I really feel like I try to live up to that, Mm -hmm. and that's really what I love the most about myself, is that I try to live up to that with a sense of advocacy, Mm. not necessarily like, you know, to be self-centered or whatever people say, but I really live up to that, to really be an advocate for all things good, all things uplifting, and that is it. You're doing such a good job at that. Well, I, I appreciate that, Courtney. Mm. I really do. Yes. You know, I mean that. This is a journey. Yep. Yep. 1981. That's right. <laughs> 81 in a building. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for I'm already me. calling dibs on this time next year okay. when Sneaker Ball round three, round four? Four. Round four That's comes right. up. I'm calling dibs. So okay. go ahead and put it on your calendar. Absolutely. Okay. I'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY, or visit us at BGCF.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.